You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. And get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hey. Hello. Um, Hi. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's been a couple months. Yeah, I think we we took a summer vacation, spring yeah, vacation there. Totally. But uh yeah, we're back. Episode 60. Here we are. Here we are. I can hardly remember 59. Yeah, exactly. It's that, that was like what beginning of May, I think, right? Yeah. So, we are now halfway into summer. Yeah, which hardly feels like summer at all. Yeah. Boo. Summer's been a bit flaky to say the least you know what i'm tired of hearing when people say january <laughs> it's like can you believe it's june or i'm like no and she's like oh, we're really january <laughs> good one yeah i know yeah it's uh this... i think it's on the same level as when people start talking about the olympics yeah that's like, true Remember the olympics <laughs> like oh my god that's like a billion Over years it. ago totally yeah but you know it's now you know first First week of July, second week of July now. Yep. Weather's been pretty good. Um, yeah. I know it's, I think, I don't know, for the highest, I just haven't been motivated, I think, to, to kind of record episode 60. I think a lot of the pressure of trying to find a guest was was hard to say. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. And then we decided that my 95 year old great aunt was going to be the perfect guest. Yeah. And then she would not stop vacationing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hard to kind of, Lock down that. a date and figure it out, you know, because she doesn't live very close by either. So having to figure out the logistics of that wouldn't have been very easy. So, you know. Here we are then. Here we episode are. Episode 60. Yeah. No guest or Dewey. Yeah. So I think for episode 60, my bright idea was that Jocelyn would be the guest for uh, episode thank 60. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, exactly. Welcome, Jess, to Yellow Packaging. Uh, really excited <laughs> to be here. Huge fan. Huge fan. Yeah, I think you listen to every episode. Everyone. It's like I'm there live. <laughs> yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks. Um, yeah, I figure why not have our listeners um, get to know us a bit better? Yeah, why not? They yeah. hear us every episode. Why not hear us for more episodes? Well, just more. We don't really talk. We don't really get... Deep? deep into the history okay. of who we are so i thought this might be a good way to kind of give our listeners a better understanding of who we are where we come from and you know where we're going so to speak okay yeah. fine this is uh <laughs> this is episode 60 yeah but before we get into it yeah. um what are three highlights of your summer so far Oh, hard-hitting questions, Colted. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Already in it. Ooh, something to think about. Summer so far. Let's see. Uh, well, Eli just turned eight months. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Issa finished her first year of preschool, which is so emotional. I don't yeah. know. I didn't think I would be that emotional of her like but she still has one more year of preschool she right? does it's like the four-year-old but still like i can't believe how quickly september went yeah and she's like a grown gal now <laughs> new friends at school yeah um and then i guess the third one is um this just speaking of school i made some like mom friends and i didn't think i'd be so like open to it actually it just took me like maybe two weeks ago to like 
fully embrace it. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. <laughs> I'm okay. It's going to be okay. What's wrong? What? I don't know. I, I just feel like um, it's not as comfortable maybe as like an adult to make friends. It's like great that the kids get along so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, what does that really mean? Are we like going to hang out all the time now that we've exchanged numbers? Yeah. Like, what does that look like? Because come kindergarten, I doubt I'll see these parents. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't think there's really a, a set way of having friends. Having there's no friends. there's no guidebook to friends and How what to right or wrong thing is. Keep friends. You yeah, just kind no. of a vibe, not vibe, but just like whatever works works there's no rules it's just no i guess so i don't know what it is i wasn't like really interested in making friends but but lo and behold look at me yeah. so popular now as exactly. so many friends yeah exactly so many so yeah i guess that's it that's the three how about for yourself this is summer so far it's only like two months in yeah exactly but it's kind of almost it'll be over in a couple months right so we're kind of halfway oh, there God. two months in two months almost two months left i guess right yeah summer's really, almost done then summer is really only like three months but highlights for me um definitely got to go to uh did a little cabin trip by myself out in the mountains of chilliwack um that was really nice because what i thought was going to be crappy weather the entire time ended up being really great weather so um, it was nice to just kind of sit out, stare out into the vast open, like fields and mountains and just zone out and listen yeah. to like nature and birds and everything. That was really amazing. Um, you do this trip now, like every year. Yeah. I tend to do like a solo trip like that out in the wild off the grid. No Wi-Fi or anything. Um, there's Wi-Fi and stuff, oh, okay. but I don't, I kind of like put my phone on everything on airplane mode so that. I don't have no, no calls are coming. No calls in. are coming in or anything. Yeah, so it's nice. Um, and then another thing is I got to go to um, LA. That was really nice. Just kind of it was like a little appetizer for what's to come in summer. Um, that was really nice because I went in May, so it wasn't fully summer yet when I left. So okay. it was nice to kind of get a little sneak preview of that. And then third thing is uh, I think just being out and like biking everywhere which is really nice especially when the weather's good like i've been um i did my first like little kind of trip out to uh like spanish banks over there just oh my god yes just laying out in the sun um yeah so yeah a lot of just outdoor stuff as much as possible whenever and wherever i can so that's been really good and i hope to kind of take advantage of that more um have yet to go camping so that's still on my list of things to do yeah how about you? you booked a site Oh, you did? No, have you booked a site? No, I hope you have. I've heard it's pretty busy. Yeah, the places I the place that I tend to go to is first come first serve. So oh, that's good. We just kind of go on an off day, and normally we're, we we luck out pretty well. Um, so yeah, is there anything on your bucket list of things of summer that you still have yet to do? Uh, I guess more like tide pools. We went to Centennial Beach, mm-hmm. which which is like so amazing. Yeah, the beach is so gorgeous. So big too, right? big and when there's like low, low tide, tide oh it goes out for miles right so yeah. far and then these kids got stuck so oh, no. they end up kind of had like half swimming yeah half walking yeah because there's like some areas where it's like a lot deeper mm-hmm. and they just like lost track of time yeah that's and it's just so crazy. easy coleman's got caught in a tide pool situation like that too where you had heard. to jump out swim out and i didn't know swimming <laughs> but like yeah, i got up pretty high yeah 
It's it's pretty crazy how quick those tides go out and how quickly they come back in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess um, one trip, I'll be going to Kelowna in uh, about two weeks. What's going in Kelowna? Uh, my sister's out there nice. now. Wine, so co- wine country. I can get my wine on. Are you really though? Yeah. But like, obviously <laughs> I'm still nursing, so it's like a reasonable amount for that one glass. A responsible amount. Or a one and a half if I feel wild. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking more of that. Maybe just more outdoorsy stuff. Yeah. More beach time. Water parks. I hear Sunset Beach has a lot of like festival stuff going on around there all the time. Like, heard there's like a like a 420 fest there recently, like around Canada Day. Um, yeah, there was the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. They did a show. It's just too busy. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when Sunset Beach was just like low key beach. Yeah, exactly. And now it's like Party Central. Yeah, everybody goes there. Why? <laughs> That's the it's downside, my beach. right? Beach. It was your beach. So now I'm just going. We'll just go Spanish banks. It's never right. that busy out there. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, hopefully you get to hit the rest of your stuff on your bucket list. Oh, maybe Playland. I think Issa's at that age where she could enjoy the rides. Yes. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been to Playland. I wonder if it still has the same fun factor to Je it. ne sais quoi. Yeah. Quality. What is je ne sais quoi? I don't know. I don't know. That's what it means. It doesn't have the je ne sais quoi. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't have the same trans- yeah. fun translation. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, maybe Playland, Peony, maybe Superdogs. Yeah. It's been like two, three years, I guess, since we've been. Yeah. I mean, well, we haven't really been able to go because of the pandemic. But yeah, I think everything's kind of resuming back to normal, so to speak, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of a quick catch up <laughs> in a nutshell. Yes. Um. Let's get into it. How All about right. it? Yeah, let's kind of learn about who uh, Jessalyn... Who I is. Regala is. Yes. Okay, so I, let's start off with kind of like <clears throat> yes. the beginning of time, so to speak. So, All right. So. Let's start off with, okay, well, where were you born? Winnipeg, Manitoba. W- Winnipeg was the actual city that you're born in? Like, yes. Or it's like Surrey, Vancouver? No, no, so it was Winnipeg. So there's just, there's just one area. It's called yeah. Winnipeg. The city. Got it. I don't know what part of Winnipeg, yeah. but I think it was the well, either St. Boniface or the women's hospital there. Got it. And then how old were you in Winnipeg, I guess, like, or like when you were born to when you left? I was probably like less than a year old. Oh, okay. So you don't have any memories of Winnipeg then, do you? Not really. We just would visit all the time. Mm-hmm. So but, here's a fun fact. Mm-hmm. That great aunt I was going to interview, or right. we were going to interview for 60, Yeah, she was the one who delivered me. Oh. She was the nurse. Was with, that on purpose? She worked at the, that hospital. Yeah. So, so she her, made sure. Yeah, she's a nurse. She's been a nurse since she moved there like in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and she delivered a lot of like my cousins and my aunt that's crazy yeah so she's been there she's seen us all come into this world yeah um and funny we were talking about this the other day about my mom coming in she wanted uh like pain meds yeah but my great aunt was like see if you can hold off because she was worried that the pain meds would like transfer to the baby yeah. and there'd be like negative uh, right. reaction to it yeah so she's like, uh, she did it all natural. I was like, oh, good for my mom. So she didn't get the, the needle or whatever? No, no epidural. No yeah. epidural? That's crazy. It did you get crazy. an epidural? No, I didn't. I begged for one after, but it was too late. Yeah. I got no drugs for both of them. Was that, do you think you, you, you chose not to get the epidural because 
your parents, your mom? Did you get no. the epidural? No. No. I was so, for like Elias, I was mm-hmm. so open to drugs. Got it. Like more drugs, yeah. the better. Yeah. What else do you mm-hmm. have? But it was just too late. It was, yeah, it was like, because I was induced yeah. and it ramped up. Like everything was just super quick, super fast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, by the end of it, I was like, epidural. They're like, it's too late. He's already here. I was like, damn it. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Okay. So is there a, a dad in this, in this picture? Um, his name is Coleman. He is the no, no, I mean, to both my children. Your, your yes. dad. Oh, my dad. Yeah, of course there's a dad. Yes. Do you, is, is, are you comfortable sharing anything with your dad? Um, well, he passed away when I was in grade six. Okay. So was this, was this in Vancouver or was this in? Yes. Okay. So he was living in Vancouver and, uh, he was really sick. Mm -hmm. He had, uh, he had, I think it was lung cancer that spread to his bones. Mm. So it was, um, like they caught it and it was just fast. It spread too much at that point. So, yeah, he passed away at St. Paul's Hospital. Got it. So your mom and your dad moved to Winnipeg when they were how old? Um, so let's see. They met in Italy. So he lived oh, okay. in Italy let's hear about Italy. for a long What's time. Italy all about? So I, th- I think a lot of what happens when you graduate university in, in the, the Philippines, Philippines is that you want to work abroad. Right. Sounds and like I that's th- a common thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's like a lot of countries. They mm-hmm. they want to work out, um, outside of their, their homeland. So mm-hmm. they had an opportunity to move to Italy. Mm-hmm. And I think my mom had cousins that all, had already left. Got it. Do you know where in Italy they lived? They lived in Rome. Okay. So they lived in Rome for a couple of years. They got married there. Mm-hmm. My sister was born there. You're, so your sister, is she Italian? Uh, she's got, I think she can have Italian Citizen. citizenship. Got it. But she gave that up, I'm guessing, right? Yes. Or she had, a, she had to give up the passport. She had a passport. Right. Anyways, um, so he stayed while my mom moved to Canada. Mm. And my sister lived in the Philippines for a bit. Got it. Because my mom had an opportunity to move to Canada. Why did they leave Italy for Canada? My aunt, the great aunt, mm-hmm. uh, she lived out there. Got it. And, and was, your mom didn't like Italy? like No, she wanted to move to Canada as like more opportunity and she could possibly work as a nurse because mm-hmm. my aunt was working as a nurse there. Um, but then she had to go back to school because like, the licensing is a little bit different. So my mom worked. So in, your mom was a nurse in Italy, in, in Rome? No, she did. Could, again, you had to work on licensing. So right. I think she worked at a nursing home. Got it. Okay. She wasn't a nurse in Rome. Yeah. But that's where she met your dad. That's where she met my dad. Got it. And then, so your aunt's like, hey, I got this opportunity for you to move to Canada. Yeah, I can like, I, I can sponsor, sponsor you. Yeah. So come down. And then I was just like, okay. Yeah. And then, so she, did she come to Canada when she was pregnant with you then? Um, I'm not too sure, actually. I think it okay. might have been because me and my sister are 15 months apart. Right. So they probably had like one last hurrah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, get it in. And then. Um, yeah. And they kind of. separated for a bit and then it wasn't and it was years too like my dad would come visit okay so he never really lived in winnipeg then no got it okay clear so she has you for about a year in winnipeg and you then your mom has an opportunity to move to british columbia no so she stays i travel with my grandma 
Oh, so your grandma went to BC. So my grandma and I would go, she wanted to travel. So we'd go to the Philippines, we'd go to Hawaii. Oh, okay. We'd be in the States. Yes. Yeah. And this would go on. You just like for a, how many uh, years? A nomad, a gypsy. Yeah, just living out of her suitcase. <laughs> really? With her sun hats. Yeah, we'd we'd go back and forth. So yeah. Like the pictures I have, obviously I don't have any memory of it, mm. but it'd be like me and my grandma. Yeah. Just everywhere. At one year old. One year old, I think even two. I I would go visit my sister in the Philippines. Isn't that crazy that like you know, you like your grandma was taking you all over the all over the world at less like a year old, right? Yeah. Let's say like a year around a year, maybe a little bit under, but nowadays like you don't really see that as much. No. Right. Like you wouldn't like my mom was like, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm taking Isa with you. I'm taking Eli. You'd be like, uh, over my dead body, right? Like nope. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think it's different too because she raised like 10 kids yeah so she's like so it's like her thing about kids this is maybe it's like second nature now that's like her seventh sense but even like like breastfeeding and stuff are just like i guess maybe it wasn't as big back then as it is now right like i was already a year ish so almost a year maybe i was like done the breastfeeding part yeah and i I got over it but it just seems like you know kids nowadays seem to be more dependent on their parents than they were back then I think it's also different. Like the parents had to work, so you only had your grandparents. That's true. So there was not the option of my mom to be the stay at home. Yeah. When there is no like my dad wasn't there. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. I think it's just a different yeah. generation of But even of just parenting. traveling, like your grandma taking you around and traveling was it's just I don't think it's a bad thing. It just it just yeah. seems like I don't know, I think it's pretty cool. It is cool. I just, I, I just see the photos. Like even up till I was yeah. the age of three. Yeah. We'd be everywhere. We went to Italy as well. Mm-hmm. But you don't remember any of no, it, do you? No, I don't. I'll just look at the photos. Okay, so you're, you know, living the jet set life from oh, one yeah. to when? Uh, yeah, like under one to yeah. three-ish. And then you guys settled in, in Vancouver. So my aunt moved to Vancouver from yeah. Winnipeg. She was also sponsored, so she worked, um, she worked as a nurse. I guess she got her license mm-hmm. in Winnipeg and then moved to Win- uh, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And then she worked Your at... great aunt? No, um, my mom's sister, Got it, okay. my younger sister. My great aunt, she still stayed in Winnipeg till she retired. Yeah. Um, and then we just stayed, it was like me, my grandma, and my aunt. Yeah. And then my sister moved from the Philippines, and then it was the four of us. Do you remember me. your sister moving to the, from the Philippines? I do. She was like, didn't speak English, and yeah. she liked to climb things. <laughs> so I'd copy her and my mom, yeah. my my dad would be like, stop teaching Jessalyn to climb. Like, stop climbing the walls. Stop climbing the windows. You're not in the Philippines anymore. Yeah. So you do remember a bit of it. Though. I do remember. There was like, um, we'd bump heads too, because I didn't understand her. Yeah. I guess she didn't understand me really. Right. And she's she's a, a year older, so she must have been four. And you were three. Yeah. yeah. And you, where did you live in Vancouver? When? Yeah, or where? Oh, uh, East Van. East Van. Like uh I guess it'd be like commercial drive-ish. So was that your first time going there? Was when you moved there? No, I think we would visit there too. Okay, got it. So you're quite familiar with the Vancouver scene, so to speak, right? Oh yeah, as a yeah. three-year-old, I was like, yo, oh, just like Margaret. What it looks like. All oh yeah, stuff, no, yeah. totally, yes. Yeah, and, familiar. And then, and then your your sister kind of hops back ship with you and it's like, all of a sudden, you have a sister. All of a sudden, I have a sister. And it's crazy because she's the same thing. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, she has a sister. And yeah, then we're exactly. not, like, spoiled only children. Yeah. Only child. And uh, now we got to share space. 
Cool. Okay, so that's like what three, four, and then you lived in East Van for how long? Till I think six. Six, and then you moved to Surrey. Yes. Why Surrey? So I don't know. Um, what happened? So uh, I think they all wanted to go back to school. Got it. So it's like my uh, my aunts and my mom. Mm-hmm. They all went to Kwantlen College for the year to like upgrade their nursing. Yeah. So they must have heard something because, like, it seemed like a lot of, like, my mom, her cousins, some friends they knew mm-hmm. all went to school at the same time yeah. to get their nursing license or, right. like, to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, um, I, like, that was, like, the only profession for your, for your uh, family to kind of go into was nursing? Or did they explore other, you know employment opportunities i'm sure they did like there's some dentists my mm-hmm. aunt's dentist but for nursing i think that's your way out yeah so i think they might have seen how my great aunt was able to leave like mm-hmm. she left like i think it was like 1960 she left for winnipeg mm-hmm. um she had actually applied for a couple of places asking her she applied for uh like chicago san francisco mm-hmm. and then winnipeg vancouver yeah and then winnipeg got to her the quickest mm-hmm. And also paid her the most. Yeah. Did they sponsor her to go there? No, she applied. And she got like a work visa? She got a work visa and And then she... Like a PR and then like a citizenship and then... Yes. I think that's how it worked out. Got it. And then she stayed at the same hospital like her whole career. Yeah. So pretty much most of your aunts and kind of grew up in that kind of industry then, right? The nursing industry, it sounds like. Yeah. For the most part, right? Did you ever feel like you... That was something you wanted to do too then? Or was it like, I never want to do this, seeing how your family kind of I think at one point I was like, yes, because I see how, you know, all my aunts or nurses, Mm -hmm. they are taken care of. Like financially never had to worry really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They had a job, cars, whatever. Yeah. There's no no struggle that I saw. Yeah. Um, And then I looked into it more. It's like, there's so many things that gross me out Mm -hmm. that they talk about. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times my mom was like, I need to buy a new clog. Someone peed all over my shoes. Yeah. Like, oh, you got pee all over your shoes. Like things like that. Yeah. That is like totally repulsed. Right. I don't think I could do that job. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a different kind of nursing. You don't have to do the bedpan stuff. Yeah. But right. I, I don't, I think because everyone was a nurse, mm-hmm. that also made me want to like oppose it. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of want to go against the... Against the grain Yeah, the grain there. Yeah, exactly. So what was life like growing up in Surrey? Like, did you live with your grandma and your sister? And like, like, where'd you live? Like, what was that like? Okay, yeah, we lived um, kind of close to Wally, I guess. Yeah. Um, Like on the other side of Queen Elizabeth. Another town in Surrey, which is one of the biggest suburbs in British Columbia, I think. Yes. And um, we lived in, I guess, a pretty... You know, pretty good sized house because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we like the great thing about my upbringing, I think, is that I grew up with a lot of like strong women. Yes. It was like my dad wasn't there, mm-hmm. but uh, there was no men in our house. And it was just like my aunts all lived in under the same roof. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we had a basement suite. Yeah. So it'd be like three of my aunts lived there, my mom, my grandma, and then me and my sister. Mm-hmm. And then that was just... There's always someone there to talk to or, like, yeah. hang out with 
or buy shit at Zellers. Yeah, you surrounded know? by family, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah. like constantly around family. I think it's really so important nice. too, right? I think it's nice to kind of have like secondary, like close family, like, you know, maybe not an aunt that's like a mom, you know what I mean? A grandma that's like a mom or cousins that are like sisters and brothers, you know what I mean? Like I kind of grew up in the same environment, maybe not as close as you did, but I did have, I know I grew up with like a cousin that I'm, that lived in the same house as me and I, yeah, it's. Yeah, they're like fam, they're yeah. like your immediate family. Exactly. Um, so That's yeah. like my aunts, like they disciplined us like our mom like or, mom or would, grandma yeah. would and we respected that. Yeah, exactly. It's like kind of having a safety net almost all the time, right? So. Um, oh, totally. Sorry, I, I kind of want to go back to um, your your dad passing away. Yeah. Um, so was this in, this was in Surrey then, right? When we lived, yeah. Yeah, but he didn't live in Surrey though, right? No. no. So he lived in Italy still. No, he lived in Vancouver. So he oh, moved, so he moved to Vancouver. Yeah, then. he moved in the I guess around the time it was like five six years old, mm-hmm. and then uh, he was I think diagnosed around that time, like mm-hmm. six seven. Yeah. When you were six or seven years old. Yes, yeah. I vaguely remember. Um, so he wasn't living with you guys, no. right? No. Were you, were, were, was it like divorced or? Yeah, I think they're like separated. separated. Got it. I don't know the details. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one told me at six years old what's yeah. up. But you but, don't ask now though, right? Like you don't ask your mom about that now. No, I did ask her in my 20s. Yeah. And um, she was like kind of like. Brushed it off. Yeah, not, it was almost like maybe a little squeamish. Yeah. And I didn't want to push. Like, yeah. You know, it's kind of like that's kind of like her story to tell, and if she wants to tell it, if she wants to tell it, yeah. I had questions. She didn't want to. Really I just never, yeah, revisited yeah. that. I mean, you're respecting her boundaries, so to speak, right? And to I, an I don't know what it, it would change too. Like, yeah, and I'm and right now at this age, I don't know if I'm like hungry enough to, to find out. Yeah. Did your aunts and your grandma know about your dad, and like, did they have? Did they have anything to share? So they all, so my aunts that lived with us, mm-hmm. um, they also lived in Italy. So Got they it. knew my dad. Yeah. They all were buddies mm-hmm. and friends. Like a gang. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cute. I yeah. saw some photos of them and they're like in their fur coats. I guess it's winter <laughs> in Rome, but they're just like yeah. happy little bunch. Yeah. With their cocktails or whatever. So they're just like a group of friends and then, yeah, your mom just kind of. Yeah. Met your dad, so to speak. And, you know, next thing you know, two kids. Bing, bang, boom. (laughs) (laughs) So do you remember anything about your dad? Yeah, I do. He's, um, one memory that pops up is he's very, like, he was a very stylish man. Yeah. So he'd always want us to be the same. Yeah. Um, And he liked, like, new things, Mm -hmm. new technology, fancy things. Like the flashy. He's flashy. He liked cameras. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess he got a new camera, but he wanted me and my sister to like, we bought clothes to dress up and then take photos with glasses on. And they were his prescription (laughs) glasses. And it was just like so hard. He's like, uh, don't show a lot of teeth or something, like was his direction. But it was just Cheryl's curling. (laughs) There's like an umbrella in the background and I'm like, why are we doing this? And it's just like, Cheryl's laughing her head off and all the photos are basically me just like pinching my lips together, like squirmy in the seat with these prescription glasses I can't see. Other than Cheryl in the corner of my eye, just like 
dying. <laughs> That's a great memory. Yeah. So it'd be things like that. It's yeah. just like take you shopping, <laughs> fashion show. And then it's like, what are you doing with these photos? Like, But you still have them though, right? I, I don't have any of those photos. Oh. I think like his side of the family might have like taken all this stuff. <laughs> but I would love to see. Yeah. And I'm sure these prescription glasses made your eyes look bigger too like the bottle cap <laughs> a bottle cap bubbles in trailer park boys exactly. he's like that's the shot that is the shot amazing yeah. oh like, man okay. that's awesome yeah. so do you do you do you have like good memories of your dad then uh yeah i'd say yeah but you weren't as like super close with him as you were with like say your aunt for example oh no not no. at all like i guess my memories of him there's probably like I can probably count them on yeah. my hand. Um, so when do you remember, like when he passed away, do you remember that? Or Yeah, I do remember that. We had to go to the hospital. Yeah, kind of say your goodbyes, so to speak. Yeah, which was like... Terrifying? Yeah, like I've had my appendix out at St. Paul's. And then when I was there, that memory like was on loop. Yeah. Of seeing my dad in that room. He was like, it was, he didn't have to share a room. I mm-hmm. shared a room. Mm-hmm. But it was just like... The it was a cool day. I think it was January, and like, the, the, have you been to St. Paul's? Yeah. Like it's a scary hospital. I, it's a lot more scary now than it was before, but I'm sure. It, and it's it still scary. had that like eerie yeah. kind of feeling. Yeah. That same feeling I had when we went to see him yeah. in the hospital that yeah. I did when I had my appendix. Out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hospitals aren't the most fun place to be, so I can understand where you're coming from, hundred percent. But St. Paul's is like on a different level. Like that stuff I think you see in the movies yeah. where they like, like the tested yeah. on like mental patients there. Right. And now yeah. they like are forever haunting that. It's like, that's how I feel about St. Paul's. Got it. So what was it? So was it like, was it a terrifying memory that you carry? With it was just like an eerie one. Yeah. So like every time I'm there, it's like, oh God, like have to, if I have to stay there overnight, like yeah. when I have my appendix out, I was like, oh God, yeah. like yeah. why? Yeah. It's just, and it, plus it's like a Catholic hospital right. too. So yeah. I, I feel like there's that layers elements, of yeah. horror <laughs> yeah. at that hospital. For sure, definitely. All right, so that's are really like, good questions, by the way. <laughs> Six or seven, your, your dad passes away, and then no, t- a ten, a ten, ten, sorry. eleven. And then, do you feel like that had any impact on your? I guess, like, I don't know, losing a parent at such a young age. Like, do you feel like? there's kind of trauma that you carry with that or no? Uh, no, not that I noticed. Yeah. But I also guess it's because your dad, he wasn't as prominent in your life as say like your aunt and your grandma or, you know what I mean? Your mom were. Yeah. So like his kind of departure may not have been as huge because he wasn't there all the time anyways. Then. Or on the flip side, his departure too, because I had such, a support system like it didn't feel like the end of the world either got it yeah exactly Which it is it there is elements of sadness and like you know of mm-hmm. course i miss yeah. i miss him having yeah. like uh, having a dad around yeah. but like i think it's lessened because there was so much love yeah. and support that exactly. i had yeah on top of that if it was just say my mom and my grandma and mm-hmm. then us and then we had lost yeah. maybe that'd be harder yeah for sure but it's like, okay, my four aunts that live with us, my yeah, grandma, totally. my mom. I mean, they were there in your lives, like, on a more frequent basis compared to your dad, too, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they obviously are more of a 
dad for you than your dad was, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know no, that I mean? totally makes sense. Yeah. They, like, filled that role. There yeah. was never, like, it never felt like there was a, a void. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. get it, for sure. So that's 10 or 11. Yeah. You're living in Surrey. Yes. Um, high school, what was high school like? Um, I guess, I guess before we go into high school, I guess just in general, just, like, growing up from, like, you know, elementary school to high school to then graduate doing your own thing, so to speak. What was life like being Filipino in that in in that area? There was no other Filipinos I went to or I went to elementary school with. So here's another thing: mm-hmm. my cousins that I'm like still really close with, mm-hmm. um, they moved to Surrey mm-hmm. around like seven years old, seven right. eight maybe. Yeah. So we all went to the same elementary school. What elementary school? H.P. Matthew. And uh, so my sister and my cousin, they're the same grade. Mm-hmm. So they shared friends. Yeah. And then I was only a year younger. Mm-hmm. So we would see each other on the same playground. So then if there was like an issue, like my sister and my cousin would have my back yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. And so there was a time where my cousin was getting bullied mm-hmm. by somebody. And yeah. then we all like showed up. <laughs> they threw her shit in the trash can. <laughs> And she was really upset. So then we started throwing their shit in the trash can. And then it was just like, what? Yeah. Jamie De Silva? (laughs) Just kidding. It was his name. I should probably bleep it out. We should Google him afterwards. Uh, Yeah, no, I Googled him probably like 10 years ago, five years ago. Handsome guy. He's still very handsome. So the only Filipinos then were just you and your cousins then? Me and my cousin and then this other girl. Her name was Amy. But then she moved. So Mm. it was... Just like she was there briefly. That's crazy. Time. I would have thought that there there would have been a larger Filipino community at that time, but I guess not. No, it wasn't until, no, even in my other elementary school. In East Van? In East Van, no, there wasn't. There's you, Italians and Chinese. Yeah. So then high school, Johnson Heights is the high school that you went to, right? Yes. And I guess, was that kind of your first exposure to more a variety of Filipino people or was yes. it still pretty like low key for the most part? Uh, no, one of my, like my best buddies in high school mm-hmm. was Filipino. Yeah. And that was like, that was great. Mm-hmm. So what was, what was it like all of a sudden going from like little to no Filipino kind of, uh, I guess like belonging or like, you know, similarities to all of a sudden going to high school and all of a sudden there's like Filipinos. Like, I don't right know. It feels like, like family almost. Yeah. It was were like you drawn to them though? Family. I think because we're in the same homeroom, we had the same last name. Plus, we both liked uh, Battery Boy. Same last name. Uh, like in homeroom, you know, it's like the last names are R's or all together. Is that a common thing that a lot of Filipino last names start with R? No, it just happened to be that she sat at my table. Her last name is R. Yeah. We were in the same English class yeah. that happened after. Um, so it's not necessarily. No, 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 it's not necessarily. They loved all the Filipinos together. But like, uh, <laughs> uh, there's no uh, letter to this one. This is just all the Filipinos. We right. put them in this room. Yeah. I uh, know. She was, um, and yeah, and there was more Filipinos in the high school. Got it. So yeah. what was high school like then? Um, I think fun. Yeah. Like, I think it was a little bit harder in, like, grade 10. Mm-hmm. Like, grade 9 going to grade 10 that summer. Right. It's like you're maturing, and then there's, like, other influences. Yes. Yeah. Was, a uh, um, so I remember when I was in high school, one thing that w- became a really big trend was, um, 
Asian Pride. Like it was like, like Asian this, Avenue. Yeah, Asian Avenue, like oh, Asian yeah. Pride, like AP and who's the claim. I mean, obviously like we're we're not that too much of a difference in terms of age. Um, but was there was there humility or, or shame about being Asian or was there more pride about being Asian when you went to high school? Because I feel that like high school is more important in regards to forming like your identity as well as like who you, yeah. I mean, it's the start of it. I wouldn't say it's the end of it, but you start thinking about, you know, who you are, where you belong, you know, like what your crew is. Um, yeah. And all those things was, was it being Asian uh, a theme for you, I guess, in high school or no? I don't think so. No. I think there, it, I guess it depend. It was dependent on who I was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. If it was like more of like the Polish, some of the Polish girls, then yeah. being Asian like stood out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't that often either. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. No, I, th- I think there was a, a pride there, but it wasn't like I felt different. Yeah. Like, Am I, I know- answering the question? To an extent, like, I, I guess what, like, what, one thing that I always remember about my high school was that you had your cliques, right? Of course, like, you'd have, like, you know, the popular kids, the theater kids and all that stuff. But there was also, like, sub-cliques as well, I guess, or, like, more niche cliques. So there was always, like, the, the Asian slash Chinese crew, right? Then it consisted of, like, all, like, the Taiwanese families. And then you also had, like, the Koreans and all the Koreans hung out together and did their own thing. And then, like, my crew was, like, more like the, not the, the miscellaneous Asians. Yeah, the miscellaneous <laughs> Asians that were, like, kind of born here that didn't really fit into any, like, we were, we were quite mixed. We were Filipino, Korean, Japanese, Chinese, um, and then one that was, like, Filipino and um, Middle Eastern. Oh, okay. So we were kind of, like, the, like, the, the weird Asian kids, I guess, that didn't really belong anywhere. Um, so are they like fobs? Like they? No, we we were all born here. No, like the other. Oh yeah, group, they were all yeah, like the, the Korean Filipino... immigrants, the Taiwanese immigrants. We okay. never had a Filipino immigrant group. That's the thing, right? So the Filipinos tend to join our group instead. Okay, so there was that. It was like the Koreans would stick together, yeah. the Filipino ones, and then the ones that were born mm-hmm. here, they kind of just found their own yeah. group. So how did you meet Coleman then? Coleman was in my grade ten English class. So were you guys mostly like an Asian crew, so to speak? No. No. He had his own group of friends, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I still had mine. Yeah. And then yeah. we just see each other. Like this one, that summer, I think we bumped into him a few times. Mm-hmm. He was like downtown. And I was with my friend Crystal. Got it. Yeah. It wasn't romantic <laughs> no, then. exactly. Definitely well, not. Okay. So that that's high school, you know, kind of. Figuring out who Jessalyn is, yes, her identity. So you graduate school. Um, I guess let's kind of. I guess we. Can, I, what do you want? To, what do you want to start? With? Do you want to start like post secondary? Do you want to kind of go into like your first adult gig? I guess so to speak. I know I have a few questions about some of your jobs. I, I, I don't know where. Where is this? Okay. Where's taking me on this journey? All right, what so, journey are you on right oh, now? Oh, I know for sure. What I know is that you went to BCIT for broadcasting and media, right? Yes. Yes. You graduated, and then you. Got a job when MTV uh, started opening up in Canada, I guess, right? Yes. So your first, was that your first job? First, no, I first, moved like, to um, Dauphin, Manitoba. Okay. I worked for a country station there. Yeah. And then I worked for Rogers in Lethbridge, Alberta. So what was what was Dauphin, Manitoba? So, that, so I guess when you first graduated school, you went straight into radio then i guess right yes so what was radio like uh it was fun it's like small towns are fun Mm -hmm. it's a a small ukrainian 
um, town. Dolphin, Manitoba. Dolphin, Manitoba. And uh, there's not very many Asians out there. Yeah. Like one reference I would always get, they're like, oh, you're like uh, Lucy Liu. Like it'd be always like, Lucy Liu, (laughs) have you seen that movie? It's like (laughs) Charlie's Angels. It's like, I'm not Lucy Liu. The only Asian representation. So it would just constantly be that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, fine. There's like an Asian woman. Yeah. I think she married like a maybe a white gentleman or a dolphin yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And they have the Chinese restaurant. And Got then it. me and Lucy Liu yeah. <laughs> shopping at the extra foods. Exactly. So what was what radio station did you work for? Uh CKDM, seven thirty CKDM. So did you like announce the music and everything? Like, hey, it's Jocelyn on yeah, one oh two point whatever. 730 it was 730 CKDM <laughs> so what was it like what was your slot tell me about that uh, I started off as evenings and then I moved What's to evenings? the afternoon um, evenings I think is 7 to 10 or something so what did you talk about what was it like just like uh, it just it was a request at 8 to 9 requests yeah so I take requests and I take calls in and this one lady would call like every night yeah so I would talk to her every night. What'd she talk about? Nothing. She and then she'd call back and be like, "Oh, did you get my request right?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna play it soon." Yeah. Like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll call back. What and was, I was her like, request? I forget now. Do you it remember was... some of the songs that you would play on constant rotation? Um, like the Root Sandstorm. I know it's country, so it was like Rascal Flat. Okay, so only country. Shadaisy, yeah. Some like old rock stuff, yeah. uh, like Dixie Ben Chicks. Morrison, Dixie Chicks would yeah. be on request. Got it. Um, okay. But yeah, so that uh, that time I also got a dog. Yeah. And he's from, he was from Dauphin, Manitoba. Were you just living there by yourself? Yes. I made friends. Yeah. Like what? my neighbor was like this, this guy who also, he did the show the nighttime. So right. he was like after me. For two hours or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like slow, quiet life living in Dolphin. Yeah, it was right? like too slow. So that's why I had to move. And then I applied for something else in so where'd Lethbridge. You go? I moved to Lethbridge. And I worked at a Christian station <laughs> just like? to get out. And then I worked at Rogers as well. What was Christian station like? Oh, that was the worst. Like, I, you know, <laughs> Don't gloss people, over that. <laughs> Let's hear about it. People... I was thinking Christian, I think someone told me about this station. They're mm-hmm. like, you should check it out. I think they're like the up and coming. They play like the new stuff. Yeah. Like I was songs. like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> like I'll check it out. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, come in. And, and so I was like, fine, cool. Now I can live um, closer to home. Plus like I was dating someone at the time. Is it closer to home though? Yeah, it is. Ontario's more East though. No. Um, Lethbridge is Alberta. Oh, Alberta. Sorry. Yeah. So it's like closer. It's like an eight hour drive as opposed to 24 hours yeah, from yeah, Dauphin sure. to yeah. BC and yeah. it was like you know I'm a kid I have a boyfriend down here yeah. like and I miss him so much yeah. I was like I'm getting homesick that yeah. kind of thing um and then it was like the Christian station was the worst that guy's yeah. like the biggest pervo and I wish I had googled him because there was like things against well, let's share like let's share. so he had a couple human rights issues okay he like sexually harassed another girl. But what what did you experience? So because that case was like ongoing, yeah. like every time we had to talk, he was like the program director mm-hmm. or whatever. He owned the station. Like the secretary had to sit on the conversation. Mm-hmm. 
And one time you mentioned like he saw my butt crack. So, but she had to be in the meeting to tell me that he saw my butt crack. And I was like, you're such a pervert. That's because of the allegations that he had against him? Yeah, yeah, he had so many allegations. Prior to that, prior to the allegations, did you notice something off about him or? Uh, no, I didn't. You know, I'm a kid. I've like got But he never like, did anything creepy to you though, right? Yeah, he did. I mean, now in like retrospect, yeah. like now say, things he would say, it's like we're at a Christian station. He's like, oh, you got a sexy voice. It's like for Jesus, <laughs> can I never say that? I just, it just, I just glossed past it. Yeah. It wasn't like anything. It was like, we're fine. But now you think back, like, oh my God. Yeah. But there's so many instances. And another thing, like he called to tell me, like after I quit, like mm-hmm. I don't want to work here. Yeah. He like sends me a letter saying that I'm fired. And I was like, listen, I already quit. <laughs> yeah, like I don't work me. here. Yeah. Um, and then, so I was still friends with the receptionist yes. and, uh, I was like, Oh, could you print out like my printer's not working? Uh, could you print out like my, it was like my notes or something yeah. or a resume or something, yeah. or something I needed from the station. She's like, oh, okay. So she did. And then he sends me like a uh, email saying you can't have things printed out or whatever. Yeah. You can't be near our station. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He was like, so gross. So what was it like besides, besides having a creepy, pervy program director what was it like working at a christian it was like you can't even you can't even tell that they're christians i feel like because you say that you can hide behind the mask and you could be like whatever pervert was the was the music and stuff (laughs) it was music like we sang at church like i remember like oh this is kind of cool did you ever like do a a radio prayer no (laughs) (laughs) I was like, come on, everyone, close your eyes behind the wheels. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are you at a red light right now? Let's all pray, y'all. No, nothing like that. It Got was it. more like, oh, it was very, like, standard. You can add your little bits to it, yeah. but they have to be G-rated. And it was like, here's the next song, da, da, da. they're in a concert. Da, Is da, da, da. it pretty, like, heavily censored and monitored in regards to what you, have to, what you can and can't say on the radio? Pretty much, yeah. What were the rules? It just, you couldn't talk about, like, a lot of, like, secular things. You could talk about movies if they were, like, G-rated and family-friendly. It was friendly-friendly. So, like, Lethbridge is the Bible Belt of Canada. There's, like, a lot of Christians. So, this station actually was quite popular there for that time. Um, Is it still around? No, it's not. Because he's a pervert. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, then I applied to Rogers. Um, and they all were like, oh, you worked at that place? Like, I hear that guy's a pervert. How old were like, you at this point? I was like 19. So from 19 to 20, what? maybe I was 20. When you when you worked at Rogers? Yeah. So, that, so that's roughly over a span of two years, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, well, I graduated like tw- when I was 20. Okay, so, so then you, when did you get the job? How old were you when you got the job at Rogers? Like, uh, it would have been that same. So it would have been within the year. Oh, a span of a year. Yes, yeah, so I didn't last very long in Dauphin. I was <laughs> oh, like, geez. fuck this hellhole. Just kidding. I love Dauphin. Like it has such a like yeah. a spot in my heart. Yeah. Despite everything. It's nostalgic in a yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Wow, There's okay. no hellholes, I should say. Just like it was, it was boring. I was away from home. I was missing home. So I'm there for like three or four months then? Yeah, I think it was like five months. Five months. And then you hit, hit up the Christian radio station Lethbridge for what? Two months? Three months? It was like a month. A month. And then I worked for Rogers for the summer. I think I would, I had moved back by December. But so I was, was gone it? for like a year. But Rogers wasn't a radio station, was it? Um, it was a radio station. I worked for the Rock 106. Got it. And what was that like? It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I met um, some good people there sometimes. I don't really keep in touch with them there. But that was in Vancouver though, right? 
No, it was in Lethbridge. Oh, still in Lethbridge. So I, okay. I stayed for a little bit. Again, it's like kind of you. It's not like I, I think Vancouver is the best. No. It's just like it's such a small town. Yeah. Plus, Lethbridge is a university mm-hmm. town too, so right. people don't really stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more transient. Yeah. Yeah. So unless okay. you're going to raise a family there, there's there's really not much for you. No, there isn't. Unless you move to Calgary, which you could do if you stayed at Rogers. Mm-hmm. I worked at Shaw too. Yeah. Doing broadcasting as well. Yeah. Um, well, I, I stayed there for just the summer. What were you doing? Just like on location stuff. Okay. Like location scouting? No, just like, hi, this is Jessalyn. I'm at oh. the fair. <laughs> oh, I'm going to meet a fortune teller. Also, like Ooh, local exciting. TV in a sense. Like, yeah, community television. What was that like? It was fun. What are some highlights? Um, Don't gloss over these things. Okay, these are no, the details that I want to These are the hear. details we want. Uh, yeah. Let's, I got to go to some shows yeah. for free. But what was it like? being the local talent so to speak oh it wasn't like a big deal it's just lucy lou on television yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was fine I, I guess i don't even know like i didn't even have cable at home yeah. so i couldn't have watched myself right. on tv or anything got it um okay so so you did the radio gig then you did the local tv personality kind yeah. of on location live from the yeah. county fair is jesslyn it's like we're with some ponies see me ponies tomorrow how are you today <laughs> i meet the fortune teller yeah, or like the reptile king and right. then you have to come up with a set of questions it was very like nerve wracking like um to be in that position right because you just well you're on tv right yeah. yeah i don't know how comfortable i am in front Got of the it. camera too okay well but yeah it was fun free shows got to cover was it van warp tour yeah. when they were in edmonton so my sister came to visit nice um and then a friend i met at, at the church there like he drove us up mm-hmm. and we all got to go yeah like backstage passes even though there's no one backstage but like <laughs> just to have the you know the lanyard yeah, is yeah, like yeah. really cool like, for sure covering the story for shaw tv yeah, it's like exactly. no one watches shaw tv <laughs> well if we knew you were on we probably would have watched oh maybe it. you'd have to get the lethbridge station yeah, for that true. one <laughs> only should have to youtube it and see if, if, it, if there's it's an archival still, oh, yeah. videos of you let's see yeah okay so that's that's rogers and shaw in a nutshell kind of doing local tv stuff yeah and then what and then you let's fast forward to your mtv days because i feel like that's the most that's pretty a, a big one to kind of hit yeah that's okay it was like a, what was mtv all about like how did it come about what did you end up doing so since they had a canada division i stayed until they transitioned to razor cut it so just producing um just giving doing research for like show content so i wasn't so you weren't on the TV? No, I wasn't. I did like maybe one or two things. Yeah. So what were some key ones that you worked on at MTV? Um, so they did this surf or turf. I forget what it's called. It's basically weird things you find online. Yeah. And I'd find like the strangest things. Yeah. Like they're one. I don't know if you know, there's this, this submissive chicken. Okay. You type in something for it to do. Yeah. It's basically a man in a chicken suit. Yeah. And he'll do it. So it's like, be a dog. And yeah. he'll be like down on his knees. Yeah. But then if he'll say something like, fuck your mom or something, yeah. he'd be like, no, no, got no. It, it, but it. it's like creepy. It's like yeah. a chicken in a basement. Right. Yeah. And very... you just, in a search bar, type in shit for him to so do. It was only during certain times though, right? That you would, he would do it? 
No, it was, I think it's just like programmed. Oh, got it. So it's like certain words like yeah. dog, walk, crawl, yeah. and then he would do these things. Got it. It's just very, if I, it's creepy. Yeah, for sure. So that's like the segment I worked on was got like it. things like that. Or um, one was like about hot guys. So I'd find like hot guys online <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, things like that. So was MTV like, like a pretty pop in place to work at, do you think? Uh, I think it's okay. I think it was. Um, I think it's harder to get in to yeah. work there. Yeah. Um, I also didn't last very long. I don't know if I was, that was like in me no. to work there. And I you- think also like maybe the experience with the Christian station. Yeah. And I had a really creepy program director at Rogers too. Okay. And then having to go there and then go through the same thing. Yeah. And it was just like, this place isn't for me. Yes, you had a bit of PTSD going into MTV, I guess, right? It was just, it was a lot. And like the program director too, like we were friends, but there's, you know, there's just like always some underlying thing that's kind of like... was telling you. Yeah. And that that was like the whole thing. And I was like, I I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I mean, I hope that like with today's, you know... Um, policies and just I don't think it's as like prevalent yeah. or like yeah prominent yeah and as people like then. turn a you know eye. a blind eye to it yeah because like during that time I was covering another thing I was working for they covered like rock shows and stuff so mm-hmm. I was interviewing just like Canadian artists but um Again, creepy, gross, predatory, yeah. kind of. And it's just like, I don't ever, that feeling, like I'm getting PTSD right now thinking about it. It was yeah. just like high anxiety. And yeah. it's like, as a 21, 22-year-old, yeah. like how do you navigate that totally. when you've never had to before? Yeah, exactly. And to like quit and leave again. So I just ended up just quitting You're everything like, in, entirely. For sure. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I think now with the Me Too movement, just everything going on, two people are more accountable and there's more transparency in regards to things and they can't really get away with it. Yeah. I hope that the industry has changed and, you know, it's not as predatory for females as it was back then. I think so. It's like a new generation yeah. of people. It's like yeah. the people are that are, you know, leaving mm-hmm. are getting older. Exactly. And we notice and yeah. the people coming in are like recognizing. It's like an evolution almost. Oh, totally. For sure. So that's broadcasting industry in a nutshell for you. Yeah. MTV was kind of like your final last hurrah yeah and then what did you do what what was your life like after broadcasting then um so i thought you're i still, so you're in vancouver now right yeah i'm point. in vancouver yeah now so i um i liked sewing clothes yeah. so i thought i would just try fashion so mm-hmm. i tried that and then i fell into doing pr because mm-hmm. one of my what i guess is- instructors yes yeah thought I was a strong writer so mm-hmm. I was writing for BC Fashion Week so what which was... is like a joke entirely <laughs> yeah anyways yeah what, what was... was uh what was it like kind of working in PR in a nutshell if you had to sum it up like in a Coles note version your 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 experience of PR I guess fashion PR is kind of what you focused on right yes yes so what was in a nutshell what do you what was it like working for passion it was different back then like yeah. people had like extra money Mm -hmm. to do things and it wasn't like right now I feel it's like very maybe it's more guerrilla style of how they're doing things Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of it is this is when social media was just like 
really coming the forefront. Yeah. Like Instagram just right. hopped, like came Facebook, out. Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Twitter, yeah. all of that. Yeah. So it, I felt like it was, there was work. Mm-hmm. There was, there was always something. Yeah. But what was it like for you? Like, what what did it consist it was, of? Oh, it consisted of like um, putting parties together. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was fun. You put your guest list, yeah. you reach out. Mm-hmm. You you know, if you had to style for your client, yeah. you're shopping basically. Yeah. It was just very like for who I worked for. It started off as like an intern, and mm-hmm. then it was just like a by job Got situation. It. Yeah, um, which I don't think is right too, because like. By job, like <laughs> how are you supposed to survive off that? You don't, yeah. and then like the hours you're putting in, like there's no way for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it was it was fun and it was stressful and it was like the most important thing. Yeah, or, like, exactly. The world will fall apart, but it doesn't. Like, it was so your career is your life. Your life is your career. Yeah, and it was so stressful yeah. in that sense. Yes, yeah. but it's also like. That's kind of what got your blood yeah. going too. The adrenaline of it all, yeah. Yeah, and if it's like an issue happened, you're like, oh my god, it's like, oh my god. I don't have time for this, and it, it's just like you're such a big deal in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, you need to do the, and it was like your troubleshoot. You're really, you know, tested yeah. when you have to troubleshoot in mm-hmm. such a small amount of time. Then it's over. Like the yeah. event's done. You're just like. Okay, like, got to go home, you see you later. 100 or 100 <laughs> yeah. to zero, right? Yeah. yeah, and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then you leave, and then yeah. it's done, and then you do that again for right. another event. For sure. And then, so that's, how long were you in PR for? Uh, I guess it would be a couple of years. Like, it was fashion, and then the company I worked for, like, dispersed, mm-hmm. and then I had to choose who to go with, and the person I did go with, she did... Um, like a lot of shows mm-hmm. and concerts mm-hmm. so one of the perks were um i we worked with universal mm-hmm. when kanye came out with college dropout he mm-hmm. did a tour mm-hmm. and we did the vancouver pr for yeah. it so I, I handled the meet and greet so i met kanye yeah and the people like you can't take photos don't touch his arm like is this a bag full of cameras i'm gonna hold it until your meet and greet's yeah. done like yeah. things like that yeah so it's like, again, very, 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 oh, this is the most important thing in the whole entire world, and then it's done. Yeah. So it's like, how many times can you do that to your heart? Totally. Like, it's a For lot, sure. too. Yeah. Because it's, like, stressful. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, it's like, you get to meet people, famous people. Yeah. Do fun things. <laughs> do you feel like working in PR has ruined the facade of, like, fashion and celebrity dom and all that stuff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's just so. like, they're just... They're just people. people. You're writing their Twitter handle. Yeah. Yeah. You're scheduling their Twitter handle. Making them send you photos of what they're going to post later. Like, you kind of, like, lift the veil on all of that. You see, like, It's probably different now, I think, like, of how they handle it. They probably have way more influence Mm -hmm. on what they're doing. Well, I think it's more specialized now, too, right? Like, you have, like, social media content managers and all that stuff, right? So it's, like, it's more specialized into specific communication vehicles rather than PR was kind of, like... It's kind the of like a general umbrella of yeah, everything. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so you're in PR for what, like a couple of years? Yes. And then what did you do after that? When did you realize that PR wasn't your thing? I, guess? Uh, I think early on yeah. I did. When it was just like that. I think because I think I get to the point too, I like, I, I obsess over it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like haunting my dreams. Yeah. Like this event's going to haunt my dreams till it's done. Yeah. And then even when it's done, you're just like, fuck, I should have done this mm-hmm. or I could have done. And then it just like, 
is in your blood. Right. And then that's your life. Mm -hmm. And then everything else is like bullshit and shitty. And what you're doing is shitty because what I'm doing is like way more important than what you're doing. Fair enough. And it's just like, there's no way to live like that. Yeah, exactly. So then you're like, I'm done. I was, yeah, I was done. I was working in distribution and marketing for a little bit. And I thought it was better just to focus on like one thing. Yeah. And like, see how that goes. But that's, again, it's stressful in its own sense. Yeah. Where it's like, if we don't make this magazine or if we don't, I sent them all the shoes. Like if we don't make it to the spread, then what a fucking waste. Then that's like another level of stress. Totally. So the company that you did distribution marketing for was Aunts and Uncles? Yeah. Yeah. And Zia. Yes. Zia Berlin. So that was an an enjoyable part to see how you can build a brand Mm -hmm. and uh, taking what you learn from like your PR to like grow it. Right. Um, But you know, the market in North America is like completely different from Europe. Right. So I don't think you could survive like, and maybe I'm seeing this now that you're taking me on a journey, Mm -hmm. like good for those people who can have like a long career. Yeah. Um, But I think it takes a special type of person to stay at one thing Mm -hmm. for that long Mm -hmm. and then retire you know what i mean for sure like for my aunt to be like a nurse yeah but she loved what she did and if she did she said if she did any other kind of nursing she probably wouldn't last Mm -hmm. but she was basically bringing babies into the world it's like the happiest time of her life yeah exactly and like rarely she said too did she have like a situation where the baby didn't make it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like she can't even remember if that's ever happened Mm mm-hmm so joy every day, like imagine that's your life. I could probably do that every yeah, day. For sure. Definitely. I mean, I think it's also dependent on like your perspective of what a job is to you as well. Like is, is your, is your job the, the, the answer to a successful life or is successful life? Um, are you achieving your successful life? is is your career kind of supporting your successful life so to speak right is it funding your successful life you know what i mean so if you're like my life is my career yeah then it's really important for you to find a career that obviously fulfills this kind of need that you have to determine what success is right but i think if if happiness in life isn't about having a great job then it doesn't really matter what you're doing right because that job is only helping you achieve that goal of a successful life happiness you know what i mean yeah i I guess you're right too it's like when you're in your 20s what you want mm-hmm. recognition fame and yeah, money exactly you want these you things. want a lifestyle right a lifestyle you want you want everything yeah exactly you and want you want people to see yeah. that you've got this great you have your shit together life. Yeah, yeah exactly so yeah to keep that up that must have been like so hard for me <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's it's clear right like going you kind of jumping from career to career and kind of figuring out like what worked for you what didn't work yeah. why you left this place what you you kind of went from like a few different industries, right? You went from, you know, radio hosts, right? Or broadcasting to yeah. PR to now distribution and kind of like marketing agency stuff, right? And that's yeah. kind of like the the straw that broke the Hamels back almost, right? Oh, it was like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So this then, is where I'm at right now. 
So I guess I guess that kind of wraps up your. I mean, obviously you met Coleman along the way. I mean, oh yeah, no, yeah. we don't have to go into the nitty gritty details. Oh of please, that. I do not need. We do not need to. But I guess you met Coleman when you were in PR or, or when you were in distribute. Like when you were no, in grade agency. ten. English. No, no, I mean like when you guys started dating. Oh, you, you said serious. the key word. Um, <laughs> I would have been in in fashion. I would, okay, it would have been like PR days. Yeah, the PR days, and then yeah. okay, yeah, so. Next thing you know, you're married. I've got two kids. Fast forward today, you yeah. have two kids. And uh, recording a podcast. <laughs> recording a podcast. But now you're, but now you're you know, like your, your new career show. is motherhood, so to speak, right? And as Oprah would say, the hardest job yeah, in the world. I don't doubt that. Oh, it, it's, 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 the, it's a permanent job that you don't get rid of. No, that's true. It's, yeah. it's true. So, Maybe not the hardest job. Like, yeah. there's that Bill Burr bit where he's all like, give me a break. Like, motherhood's the hardest job in the world. Have you seen, like, minors? <laughs> or What do you mean? Like, people who work in the mines. That oh, seems minor. like the... <laughs> No, not, like, underage. But have you seen those who work in the mines? I mean, they each... I mean, there's... I think, you know, comparison is the thief of joy, right? So we can't really compare that and that. It's like apples and oranges. But I don't doubt that being a mom is hard. Raising two kids is hard. You know what I mean? Um, but do you feel like, do you, you know, looking back at your, um, your broadcasting fashion. I'm looking fashion, back at my life right like, now and, and you're I'm just like, like God. Would, yeah. would, would fashion PR Jesslyn, would radio, CKDW, country, <laughs> Christian radio, whatever, be like vision board. 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line, I'm going to be a, a, a mom. That's my sole purpose in life. Uh, no. no. I think her vision board had, um, I think there might have been a yacht on there. <laughs> <laughs> but did you have like a vision of like who Jocelyn would be when she's like 40 or when she's 30 or, you know, whatever, 50? Um, I think it was constantly, it was changing too. And I think in my vision board, I did have a family. Mm-hmm. And um, do you know the Billy Madison house? Yeah. There's like a mansion yes. and there's he had that big party yeah, yeah. at the end of every school year. Yeah. That's where I lived. <laughs> That's what you imagine. Yeah. So it's like me as, um, I guess, teenager Jesslyn, her vision board included that. I've always yeah. thought I'd have a birth, like a kid's birthday mm-hmm. in my backyard like that. Yeah. But not a mansion though, right? Like even today, like not even like... 25-year-old Justin still thought she'd be living at Billy Madison Mansion? Or do you think it's like... Because your vision changes as you get older. No, it's true. It does change. I think I had a pool at once yeah. at one point. Um, my 25-year-old self... God, that's like 10 years ago. I guess what I'm trying to get at is like where you are now with everything that you have, um, is it the same... Would you have imagined that 10 years ago that this would be where you are? So completely different. So something must have changed where you're like, actually, this is what I want, right? No. I think I had to maybe go through all of that stuff. Yeah, to kind of figure it out. What has real value. Yeah. Do you feel like you've hit the point where you're like, okay, this is... This is what I want? Or do you think there's still more growing for Justin? I think there's definitely more growing. There has to be then... Yeah, I don't mean I don't sorry, I don't mean like stagnant in a sense, but just more like, do you feel like you've hit the point where it's like, okay, if this is if this is it, I'm happy with what I have. If I died today, yeah. is that kind of like the question? To an extent, yeah. Like, can you be content with what you have now? Oh, is what I'm asking. Totally, I, I can totally be content. Yeah. Um, with 
where I am right at this very moment now. That's great. Yeah. I think maybe that is a great thing. You know, I, I am always obviously striving for like, what's the next phase here. Yeah. So I guess my question to you then is that if you're always striving for the next phase, what is that for you? What, what does I that? I think it's going to be, and I think about this a lot actually, mm-hmm. um, like the next phase would be when the kids are in school now. So now you're like, now, now the next phase of, of your evolution is the evolution of your, your children, so to speak, right? Just yes, taking like, them along the journey. I still want to do like, I want to I guess explore another career. I want to do like BI work, um, Be, what? Uh, behavioral interventionist. Oh. Like I want to explore that, mm-hmm. like early childhood education, right? Especially seeing Isa in preschool and like, mm-hmm. you know, she's grown a lot. You've seen yeah, her too, totally. yeah. from like you know September to now. now. Yeah, you know, and maybe that's just like normal. Maybe she needs school for that. She would have gotten to where she is right now. But um, I think I'd be good at that. Mm-hmm. It's and something I'd that be... sparks something in you, right? Yeah. That you're really interested in. Okay, so I guess that's a great answer. I mean, like, I would have thought that you know, maybe. Uh, 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 another dive into a career was not something you would, would you would have been interested in in a sense you know what I mean but yeah I would you know it wouldn't be like priority in a sense no and it wouldn't be so intense like I can't be in a position where it's that intense again yeah but my question to you is though is like is it only intense because you make it intense? And like, it, it probably is. Yeah. So, are you able to approach a new career without taking that baggage along with you? I think if I can, all the all the the jobs I've had, yeah, there's an element of it you could bring home. Yes. If you can shut down, like mm-hmm. you're in, you know, in a crazy creative yeah. position, your mind's always like thinking about mm-hmm. what your project you're yeah. working on, what's going to happen mm-hmm. next, mm-hmm. and then also because there is a fashion cycle. Mm-hmm. There's something that's always the same. Yeah. So now it's like, this is done, but now obviously I have to do this. Yeah. I know what's going to happen next. Yes. With something like, say, school, Mm -hmm. you know, it's September to June. Yeah. It's this chunk of people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for early childhood education. It's like two hours in a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I can 100% put myself into two hours a day and I don't need to bring anything home. Yeah, totally. Because everything is these kids. Totally. So if it's something where I can actually shut off, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be right. engulfing yeah. my mind, my blood, my soul, everything. Totally, yeah. Like exactly. it, it did in the past. I think you probably go into it with a different mindset to having all the experience and, you know, learning from the the trauma, quote unquote trauma, right? Like yeah. you, you would know, you'd be able to catch yourself doing that a lot more easily, I would think, having taken a break from it and knowing, you know what I mean, what you know now. Um but yeah, I think that's great. I think that's that's really cool that you are interested in doing that and that, you know. Yeah, my cousin just, she had mentioned it mm-hmm. um, and said I would be good at it because it was something she did. And I was, I did the workshop and I did the course mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And then I got pregnant. So I was like, yeah, got to start all over again. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, let's, I feel like I kind of rushed the ending there, but. I okay, just, no, did, that's, good. Wanna... that's a good journey there. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's kind of like wrap it up with a, a, a three questions, three okay. kind of like uh, not hard hitting questions, but questions that kind of I feel sweaty. Was this good <laughs> so far? This is was this. Are know. you learning well, a lot about me? Let's see if we get any reviews on it. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, uh, let's. So I just did some googling on conversational questions as well as okay. like you know.、Um, I listened to a podcast、uh, by this psychotherapist named Esther Perel, and she created this game where it's like a a party game where there's just a bunch of cards, and they're just like kind of life questions that you can ask and kind of get the conversation started, right?、Um, this is a party game, quote unquote. It's like a, it's like a you know where you're with your friends and you、oh, kind of okay, want to it, have like、it. a deep conversation, so to speak. Anyways, so I'll ask you questions from a mix of both.、Um, let's start off with uh, let's start off with a a, a bit of a An easier one, I guess.、Um, okay. What was the happiest moment of your life so far?、Uh, I guess is this like a lightning round kind of thing? I have to say the first thing that pops out of my head. No. Okay. Well,、right. I guess、um, <laughs> I guess becoming a mom, having two kids, that's、yeah. brought so much joy that my heart explodes every day. So the actual like just the moment of your life was when you gave birth to. Oh, I can't or, be the most happiest, <laughs> but like, but yeah, no, it is. Is there a specific say, moment that you could think of that that was the happiest moment for you? Um, I guess let's see. So far, I think I think there was a moment. I guess around November, like when Eli was born,、mm-hmm. and、um, like Isa was trying to play with him. Yeah. It was like that moment、mm-hmm. she knew her role too、yeah. as like big sister and、yeah. like me looking at our, like it's our living room and、yeah. everyone in it just like this is my life. Yeah, this like, is、whoa. pretty dope. Yeah, like, I get to live this. That's amazing. That's that's a really a、uh, great one. Okay. Yeah.、Uh, Wait, can you answer it too or no? This is. Do you have a moment for you? Maybe I'll answer that when you when when you interview me. Okay, sure. <laughs> It could change though. Yeah, Who exactly. Who knows when I interview you? Yeah. But at this moment today.、Uh, at this moment today. No, I can't really answer that.、Right、okay,、now. fine. All right, all right. <laughs> thought I'd、okay. throw that out there.、Um, this is about you. This is, okay, this, it's about me. You're、yeah. you're the guest.、Um, okay, here's a、uh, a bit more of a.、Uh, A more deeper one, I guess. Okay.、Um, what are some of your new relationship challenges? New relationship challenges. Either you friendship,、mean? you know, Coleman, you know, Isa, Eli, anybody in your life, any kind of new relationship, or not? No, not relationship. Just yeah. The question is, what are some of your new relationship challenges? So, like, what are some new challenges that you've discovered?、Um, From your relationships, okay. Any kind of relationship.、Uh, challenges, you said. Yeah. Okay, so the one that popped in my head right now. So we're saying about.、Um, It can be anything. Yeah. As long as it's a relationship. The parents that I become friends with、okay. at Isa's school. Yeah. So after school, the kids play at the playground,、mm-hmm. and. There's a group that Lisa just hits it off with, and they all hang out and play. Yeah.、Um, and more recently, they've asked for like my phone number and stuff.、Mm-hmm. The challenge for me is like obviously I I'm not a person who opens up easily,、mm-hmm. and I I'm not I don't like I'm not very close with people、mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. My challenge is like friendly, fine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm great, like one on one, the first kind of meetings. But like now, it's like twice, once, twice a week.、Mm-hmm. Now we're developing relationships, and I still don't know how much to disclose. Sometimes、yeah. be- 
I feel like I'm saying too much and I don't want to. And mm -hmm. my challenge is like, how far do I let people in and how far do I want to engage? Okay. Um, so my yeah. challenge is it's constantly a battle. Like Learning they'll tell boundary. me something and I know there's a follow-up question because they're sharing this, yeah. but I just like, I Shut end it, it and then I leave. Yeah. So I guess my question to you then to, follow, yeah. to kind of poke, poke a bit further is, what's the harm in being more open and vulnerable? It's like, I don't know them. But how are you supposed to know them? I know if, if I don't, if yeah. I'm not open, so I guess but my, then that's also, what's the point? It's like, we're not, we have one more year. Yeah. But you don't know them and they don't know you. So what's the harm in sharing something? It's like, they're going to tell every, like tell, like who are they going to tell? Like, are you afraid they're going to shit talk you behind your back? Or like, what, what's, what's, what's the... But why is she telling, why are they sharing so much with me? Because like, that, they don't know me. And why, like... If, but the, the, the whole point is... Sometimes like, overshares, I feel like, why are you sharing so much? I don't even know you. Because maybe they don't even know what that is oversharing, though. Okay, maybe they don't know yet. Everybody's level of openness and, you know... uh vulnerability quote unquote you know yeah. sharing that stuff is different right but no that's um, true i guess like what i think she's oversharing she's probably doesn't think yeah. it's anything some people are an open book right and some people are a closed book right but i guess my question to you is what's the worst that could happen if you i don't know if you share something that you, you wouldn't normally share with a stranger like i don't know you didn't take a shower today oh you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what's, what's the... stopping you? I guess that's, that's, has something happened to trigger that kind of response where you're like, I don't want to open up to people that I don't know. Or even like continue a conversation or follow, okay. follow up with the follow up, so to speak. Yeah, I, maybe I don't want to like, yeah, these are good questions. Um, maybe I, I don't want, to be invested because then being invested means now if they tell me something i went on vacation so and so happened did, am i now maybe i feel like i'm forced to be like hey how did vacation go did you guys heal from your suntan like things like that like does that mean i have to be more engaged if i'm sharing more no it's like is there more work involved it's just, it's just talking though right at the end of the day it's just talking for the sake of talking right yeah fine i can kind of talk about shows and stuff like i guess yeah when yeah i don't know yeah i mean you don't have to have the answers yeah, but I, like, I would i would urge you to kind of think about what's the worst that could happen if you shared about your suntan that you got on vacation well that's something they'd share i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> i don't share the thing is i don't feel like i i need to but then i at sometimes i feel like be, it's relationships progressing mm -hmm. they've shared so much and am i now following up with for instance is like oh this one mom was like i stopped breastfeeding mm -hmm. i guess maybe am i might yeah, but i don't care or something like that and i was like okay and she's like maybe i do care because why am i telling you this like maybe i do care a lot like yeah. maybe i don't have enough milk or like i don't know I'm like, girl, you got this. Maybe some Whatever people just need doing. people to talk to, right? True. I just... And you, like the, it, I think, are you afraid that you're going to take on that responsibility of solving oh, maybe. all your issues? Maybe, maybe. Maybe there was. You know yeah. what? You're making me think now. There's like a few situations where it's like, yeah, I ask a few questions, follow up questions, show support. Now I'm like, there's support. Yeah. And it's like, I really am not in a position to be... Yeah. 
in that position. I think it's the fear of what could potentially, what you could potentially be taking on if you share too much, maybe. Yeah. I think about that. I would think about that, but now I can feel my anxiety like building. Like, oh, you're going to tell me about like... But the thing is, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do either, right? No, it's true, but this also, I want to be like a nice person. So try one thing. Like try one little sharing of tip information and see what happens. Like I have to share something about me? If the conversation comes up and it goes that way. Oh yeah, I mean, let's see. So like when we ended this... They're like, oh, maybe we'll see you in the summer. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she likes playing with Issa. I was like, yeah. She's like, well, message me if you're going to the pl- this playground and yeah. I'll do the same. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then she's like, or not, we'll just see you in this in September. I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like my mood totally changed. Oh, yeah, I get time. Because there's no commitment. Yeah, I can't. Maybe that's another thing, too. I'd want to commit yeah. to anything. I think that's something you should unpack there. That Like, what? You're afraid of something that's going to happen if you make friends. Like maybe it's responsibility. Of, of what, though? Like, of, of being, being a, friend? a friend. Because I think being a friend is a, a big deal. Yeah, but you don't have to be best friends. You can just be mom friends. No, it's true. Yeah. Anyways, okay, we'll think see. about it. There's we'll no, about there's no it. pressure to do what you want to do, obviously, at the end of the day. I just want to. I was curious. I was, I was curious about that, but it's it's interesting. I, I kind of, I can, I can empathize with where you're coming from. You do empathize yeah. where I'm coming yeah. from? Okay, in what way? Like, you get that... The pressure of, like, making new friends and just, like, I don't really want to get that close to you. Yeah. Because then it obviously comes with certain commitments and responsibilities, but at the same time, it's like, if they're, you're, you kind of create those obligations for yourself. You know what I mean? So if she, you don't have to do any of that. You can, there's no rules on how to be a friend, so to speak. It's just kind of whatever works for both of you. You know what I mean? And there's different levels of friendship as well. It doesn't have to be just one type of friendship. It's not so black and okay. white. Okay, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. That's so true. don't put the pressure on yourself if there's no pressure being given on to you. You know what I mean? If you're only, if you're the only one giving pressure. Then... Yeah, I think that's what's happening maybe yeah, right now too. For sure. Okay. Let's end it with one really, one really, really big, hard-hitting big one. I thought that one question. was it. Okay. <laughs> All yes. right. Okay, I hope you answer properly for this. Um, do you prefer cake or do you prefer pie? Cake. Oh, wow. That's a, a firm answer right there. I'm definitely cake. All right. Cool. Do you want to back it up or? Back it up. With... Back it up. Like, why do you like it? You know, pie has its its time and place, I feel. <laughs> but cake is like, I feel like you could always have a slice of cake. Got it. You know, a little carrot cake. Yeah. Then they sell them by the slices yeah. too. Like a pie, you gotta either no, you commit to a whole one. Oh, can you? Like at the bakery, just one slice? Oh, maybe. Maybe it's like the fruit to paste, like the pastry yeah. ratio. Like I have to be in the mood for all that fruit at one sitting. Totally. Yeah. It's a lot and it's, it's very wet compared to <laughs> True. Cake, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, maybe I'm not a wet kind of gal. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah, I'm on the cake person. I'm cake all the way. Okay, well, I feel like, you know. Hard hitting questions. We got to know a lot about you. Thank Um, you. Where you're (laughs) from, where you've been, where you are now, and where you're going, um, as well as you don't want to. You don't want anybody to talk to you. That's (laughs) clearly. (laughs) And if we see you, we should bring cake. Yeah. Don't talk to me (laughs) (laughs) or ask for my phone number. I am a very sweaty mess.
I'm cool. kidding. You know what? It's nice that um, I there are mom friends out there who yeah. want to connect, and I should be very grateful for I that. I think at the end of the day, like, possibly what it could be is just people just wanting other people that can relate to their life. Uh, their life stage. Yeah, right they're now. connecting mm-hmm. and they feel a connection and mm-hmm. they probably want more of that. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, but it's fine if, like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I know. You know, but you then also, if you think of how it benefits, like, Issa too. Yeah. Like, this is her getting to socialize with totally. people she yeah. likes. And she's going to learn from you in yeah. a sense, right? So be the example, right? She's more like the example. Yeah. I should be learning from her. Okay, well, we're not going to do our typical things. I think let's just wrap it up here. Um, but let's just end it with one last thing that I want to ask you. Um, it's what would, you know, the the 30-year-old Jess today <laughs> yeah. tell the, the 15-year-old Jess, the 10-year-old Jess, the, the child Jess back then about where you are today? Like what was one advice that you would tell them, tell her? Well, 15-year-old 15 year Jess, I would tell her that um that's you know a 15 year old just had a pretty good head on her shoulders and uh she shouldn't worry so much about what everyone else is saying and doing that's great don't listen to the voices yeah don't listen to what everybody else is doing yeah you could yeah that's a good one that's a good one okay well i guess that wraps up episode 60 thank you for being a guest i know that wasn't <laughs> the you. easiest being put in the hot seat but you I can't wait like a for you to be on the hot seat <laughs> i'm ready now. for it but yeah um thank you i feel like i also learned a lot about you too so oh did you i was just gonna ask you yeah because like you weren't born in the philippines <laughs> <laughs> nope yeah yeah you learned something new today okay well that does it for episode 60. Um, hopefully, you know, you see us before the end of the year. <laughs> you hear from us at yeah. the end of the year. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping one more summer episode. Then. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I think we're going to record when we can and we don't, we don't. So apologies if you have to wait. But yeah, it is what it is. Just for now anyways. Yeah, we're doing our thing. It's all summer. Right. It's summer. Okay, well, to all listeners, enjoy the rest of your summer. Um, yeah, stay safe. Stay sanitized and stay, stay sexy. Sexy, yeah. <laughs> Koi's gotta stay sexy. Okay, bye. Okay, bye bye.